Buglers, we are live from Leicester Square Theatre on the 16th of September with Chris Addison and Alice Fraser. It might be our only London date of the year, so get your tickets now. Oh, get them at thebuglepodcast.com. That, that bit's important. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Bugle Ashes Zoltzcast. I am Andy Zoltzman and this is my review of day one of the Old Trafford Test, the fourth test of the men's 2023 Ashes. And it's been another fluctuating, shifting day of many moods in which, once again, the crucial first hour led to the crucial second hour, which melted in turn into the crucial third hour, which danced on into the crucial fourth hour and so on until at the end of the day. We still have absolutely no idea who's going to win this crucial match in this crucial series. Australia ended 299 for 8 after England won the toss for the fourth time in a row and chose to bowl, not field. When people say a team has elected to field on winning the toss, these people are lying. No team chooses to field first. No team thinks, oh, look at this weather, let's get our fielding into the game of all the many silly cricketing conventions. This is up there with the silliest. Anyway, 299 for 8, Australia could have been better, could have been worse for both sides. Both sides probably quite happy and not that happy. Uh, Chris Wokes, uh, England's star of the day, with four wickets, 10 in three innings this series since his recall. Uh, his second four-wicket innings against Australia tomorrow with two wickets left could bring his first Ashes Fifer and Stuart Broad, his 600th test wicket. A truly astonishing achievement. Didn't bowl maybe quite his best yesterday, but still 600 wickets. After 20 tests, Stuart Broad averaged 40.2. He'd taken just over 50 wickets. 50 bowlers have ended up with 250 or more wickets in their test careers. Uh, only one of them had a higher average after 20 tests than Stuart Broad's 40.2, and that is Zahir Khan of India, who averaged 40.2, but a fractionally higher 40.2 than Stuart Broad. But as you know, I don't like that unnecessary second decimal place on averages. Uh, in third place, Jimmy Anderson, who averaged 39.2. So these two giants of English, English bowling, also two of the most improved players from difficult starts in the history of test bowling. Uh, one of the key moments of the day, Johnny Bairstow catching Mitchell Marsh, who batted brilliantly once again. Who would have expected Chris Wokes and Mitchell Marsh to be two of the absolutely key players in the guts of this series? Uh, Bairstow took what was either... A brilliant catch, or a catch that looked brilliant, but he didn't move his feet. I will leave it to wiki-keeping experts to decide. Australia's numbers 3-6, to six, here's my stat of the day, by the way, all scored 40, but the highest score amongst them was the 51 made by Marsh and by Labashane. It's the 113th time in Test cricket that numbers 3-6 to six have all reached 40, and the only time that none of those four has not gone on to score at least 59. It's only the third time of those 113 that none of uh, those uh, four batters has gone on to make 70-plus. So, yet again in this series, we've seen batters getting in and not capitalising. We've seen bowlers looking like they're struggling for a bit and then taking wickets. We still haven't had a partnership in this series of 200 balls, which three and almost a quarter tests into a five-test series is absolutely remarkable. Now, the rest of today's Bugle Ashes Zoltzgas, I will be fielding your questions submitted to me on Twitter in a very short window late on Wednesday evening. Uh, thanks for some excellent questions, the ones that are broader 
I think I'll save for the uh, Bugle Ash Results Cast in between tests four and five. So I'm going to deal with the one specifically about the Old Trafford test so far. And question of the day comes from Alex Frost, who asks, why is a team that needs to win to have a chance of the Ashes only managed 83 overs in the day? Well, this is a very apposite question, and I'd like to be able to answer it with a logical uh, answer. But there isn't one, because there is absolutely no explanation for this. I, I mean, if... If you had said to England, would you like to lose half an hour from this potentially rain-affected game, they would obviously say no. If you'd said to them at the start of play, would you like to have seven overs less than you could have with the new ball tonight, if Australia's still batting, they would have said no. If you'd offered them seven overs in which the opposition were immune from getting out, they'd have said no. Uh, I mean, it's not quite like that, but the, but the point stands. I don't particularly want to get into yet another argument about overrates in modern cricket, but strategically, from England's point of view, not bowling those seven hours made zero sense whatsoever. Will it cost them in the end? Well, probably not, but but it might. And also, it's just completely avoidable. Also, if the batting team walked off with seven overs to go in the day saying, sorry, I just can't be asked to do these last seven overs, well, they wouldn't be allowed to do that. But the bowling side, in essence, does the same. They just do it over six and a half hours, so no one gives a shit. Uh, this question came from Sam Jeffers uh, about Jimmy Anderson, who uh, had another wicketless day, uh, albeit in his usual parsimonious self. Is Anderson's pace, asks Sam Jeffers, actually down three or four miles an hour, or is that my imagination, given he's not getting any wickets? It is, Sam, I'm pleased to say, your imagination. His average speed, according to the Crickbiz data this summer, 81.2 miles an hour. It is down on last season by 0.2 miles an hour. Um, last season... Maybe that, that 0.2 miles an hour was crucial. He took 27 wickets at an average of 17. In his uh, greatest years uh, as a home bowler, and there have been many of them, but from 2016 to 2018, he took 102 wickets at 16. In each of those seasons, he averaged in the 81s miles an hour. He's got slightly more swing this summer than in any of the last three, but slightly less seam movement. Um, and there's been generally less seam movement for all the bowlers uh, this summer. He's bowling slightly fuller, so it's not that he's bowling a, a shorter, more defensive length. His line and length is not that much different. So what, what's been going wrong? I'm not entirely sure. Anyway, treasure him while you can. Uh, James asks, Australia have no spinner at the ground where Warren bowled the ball of the century. Are they insane? No, James, that was 30 years ago. Grounds do change and spinners not been that effective at Old Trafford over the last few years. In fact, in the last 10 tests, at the ground since uh, 2013, uh, spinners collectively have averaged 43. Uh, only Trent Bridge in that time has been a worse ground for spinners of the regular English test grounds. Pacers have averaged 27 at Old Trafford, which is second behind Lords in that period. So I could completely understand Australia's selection. Does that answer your question? Uh, good, I'll take that as a yes. Uh, Sam Jeffers, didn't you ask a previous question? Anyway, you've asked this one as well. What's the average second inning score at Old Trafford? Um, well, the first inning, so breaking it into innings 1, 2, 3 and 4, since 2001 at Old Trafford, the first innings has averaged uh, 40.3 runs per wicket, so that equates around 403 all out. Uh, obviously, it's not always that, because anyway, look, uh, take my word for it. Uh, second innings, uh, 29.6, third innings, 26.0, fourth innings, 29.9. So the first innings is generally the best time to bat. That said, last year, South Africa got skittle in the first innings, England got a big lead and bowled them out in the third uh, to win by an innings. So, as always with ground stats... Beware. Uh, Nick Dibley uh, on the toss says it was mentioned that no team had won the toss at Old Trafford, chosen to bowl and won the match. What are the numbers? How many teams have done this? Asks Nick. Uh, well, previously, 10 teams, uh, 10 captains have won the toss at Old Trafford and chosen to bowl first. Uh, three defeats. Uh, the last three times it's happened, in fact, Jason Holder twice in the 2020 uh, COVID summer series for West Indies. And then you've got to go back to Graham Gooch, who was the previous captain at Old Trafford to win the toss and choose to bowl. 1993. 
that Shane Warne game when England chose to bowl first, actually bowled Australia out for less than 300 on day one, but still uh, lost the game heavily because they hadn't factored in that Australia had found a genius leg spinner. The previous seven had all been draws, so my conclusion is there's not enough evidence. Uh, all games, as I said, are different. It's barely happened recently, and all three of those losses were for significantly weaker teams than their uh, opponents, so they'd have probably lost if they'd chosen to bat first as well. On the subject of the weather, Alan asks... Is it now inevitable that Australia uh, reached 300 and the weather for Saturday and Sunday is poor, so England will have to try and get over 400 runs on day two, assuming they get the Australians out early? Well, I think generally when England bat these days, they try to get 400 runs, whatever is happening. Uh, If they're assuming that we might lose all or most of two days' play, I'll be quite surprised if Australia are not batting tomorrow night. Uh, One of three scenarios. Either England go very hard and get bowled out quite quickly, Uh, England go very hard and declare in a funky fashion and have a few overs at Australia at the end, or start coming to Hazelwood, put on 350 for the last two Australian wickets in the first innings, and everyone wonders what's happened to the universe. Does that answer your question? Again, good. And finally, from Chris Ferguson, the question, shouldn't you be in bed, Andy? Uh, Yes, uh, I'm recording this at about half past midnight. It should be up by the start of play um, tomorrow or today, by the time you listen to this. I hope you've enjoyed it. May the cricket be with you. I'll answer more of your questions during the course of this game. Goodbye. You can listen to other programmes from The Bugle, including The Bugle, Catharsis, Tiny Revolutions, Top Stories and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.